looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. The Bible said that looking carefully, be careful that nobody should fall short of the grace of God. That means we can fall short of the grace of God. Amen. Which supposes that if we are not careful, you can run short of the grace of God. Looking carefully. The Bible didn't say that be careful. Say looking carefully. It simply means that the things that can make you to fall short of the grace of God, you can see them. Hallelujah. If they say look, anything that you look, you see. Am I not right? So, this morning, you are looking. Are you not looking? You are looking, some of you, you are looking on the, on the monitor writing. Some of you are looking at the puppets. Some of you are looking around. You are looking at where a few of you are looking at me. But everybody's looking. And whatever you are looking, you are seeing it. Hallelujah. That simply means that the things that can make grace to become ineffective, you can see them. And we see them day by day, but perhaps we don't give regards to them. So he said, looking carefully. If you don't look carefully, you may not see. Lest any of you or anyone fall short of the grace of God. Let anyone rot of what? Bitterness. Springing up cause trouble. So the number one cause of defilement of grace is what? Bitterness. And that no bitter roots grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So what defile many? So that you miss the grace of God become ineffective. Number one is what? Bitterness. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau. Let there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one muzzle of food sold his birthrights. For you know that afterwards when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. When you defile the grace, you will live your life in tears. You'll be crying for the blessings of God and think God don't like you. Some of you have been crying to God. Some of you have been wailing to God. You pray, God, why? Why is it not working? Why is my prayers not answered? Why am I struggling? Why you did it for A, you did it for B? Why me alone? Check! What has happened to the grace of God? That is on you. Perhaps it has been defiled. Amen? The Bible started by talking about how grace can be defiled. And it, number one, it said it was by bitterness. Then it comes to say that it's also for Esau, he defiled his grace by fornicating and profaning his birthrights. And the consequences was that his blessings, the blessings God had for it, he missed it. And he wanted it back. He sought it with tears. May you never cry for what God has promised to give you. May you never use tears to inherit blessings that you could have received it by grace. Hallelujah. Let's look at the next scripture. Now this is the genealogy of Esau. Who is Adam? Esau took his wives. Not wife. 
So I will explain to you the, what the Bible is talking about. Esau profaning and fornicating with his birthright. He took wives, not wife. Today we are going to talk a lot. Those of you who have two boyfriends, two girlfriends, three girlfriends, four girlfriends. If you like, go to the toilet and take tea roll and come and put it on your seat because your seat will be hot. Or leave some of the boyfriends or some of the girlfriends right now before the sermon starts. It's a fornicator of destiny. You are fornicating with your destiny. You are profaning your destiny. And the grace of God on you, you are defiling it. We shall come there. Amen. But we shall pray. So Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughters of Elon, the Hittites, Aholibama, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion, the Hivites, and Basemath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajoth. That is wives one person took. Hallelujah. That is the number of wives Esau took when he misses his grace. From the scriptures we have read so far, we have handled two scriptures, Hebrews and Genesis. And both scriptures has mentioned three things that can defile grace. Number one of the defilements of grace is bitterness. Number two is the making of trouble. Number three is debauchery or debauchery. So the first defilement of your grace is living with bitterness. I will come there. Last week we spoke about it. I'll come there. You are so bitter that everybody around you annoys you. Something that has happened 20 years ago, still you are bitter about it. God knows that it's not easy to forgive. God may know, but God has not changed the, the plan. The standard has not changed because God knows. Hallelujah. God knows that malaria can kill, but God has never stopped mosquitoes from your house. Mosquitoes still come there, but he knows. It's up for how do you hurt. You handle it. That is why I said the hurt. Look carefully to make sure that mosquitoes, if you look, you see mosquitoes around and you handle them so that they don't enter and infect you with malaria parasites. Number two is troublemaking. Some of us, this life we are in, all we are interested in is to make trouble for other people. All you want is somebody you make trouble for some if somebody is not happy and you cause it you are happy if they are gossiping about somebody and you are the initiator of the gossip you are happy if two people are fighting and you cause it these two friends are no longer and you were the third party who entered them and split them you are happy you are happy when there is trouble you know what you are doing the people that you are offending, grace will sustain them. But you that is causing it, the grace of you is being defiled. That is why most of the time, the people we make trouble for, or two, they ended up becoming better. Sometimes you spend your time talking about somebody, 
criticizing somebody, lambasting somebody, slandering somebody, maligning somebody, and you see that the person is progressing. And your life is at one side. Amen. Number three is what we call debauchery, fornicating or profaning with your destiny. Life is too short to play games with your destiny. Hallelujah. We don't have a second life. Oh. The second life is after earth. And ladies and gentlemen, Nobody knows the story of the second life. We are only, the Bible has given us a, 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 a reading of it. But we actually don't know. <laughs> Amen. So thirdly is fornicating or profaning with your destiny. Not my destiny. Hallelujah. The word debauchery, it is, simply means um, excessive indulgence in sexual relationship alcoholism and drugs that is the meaning of the word excessive relationship indulgence excessive practice excessive involvement excessive habits of sexual relationship alcoholism or drugs in other ways wasteful living. Hallelujah. Bible said that yes, husband and wife you should not deny yourself. The Bible said that you should make sure that the work of God also goes on. Hallelujah. So couple here, the, the younger ones it is good to have sex but it shouldn't be excessive. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Ah! You come and sit in church. Are you sick? No. What is the problem? Oh, but it's pain in me. Were you beating? No. Why? Pastor, I don't know when I wake up. Ha! That is the married one. What about the unmarried ones? If you have three boyfriends and every week you have to satisfy all of them because you need, life must go on. You need to dress big. You need to wear big. You have to wear soft mommy's lace some. Hmm? And you know that KYZ can give you only 200 but there's another one that has come on the scene he can give you 500 there's one that just pick you by lift he can give you 2000 so when you put 2000 plus 500 plus 200 you have 2700 so this week if you try because god has given you the spirit of endurance so if you endure it for this three within a week you have 2700 am I working for? Sure. Let me just arrange seven days in a week. As for Sunday, I go to church, so my Saturday night is holy. So I hit one on Monday, hit one on Wednesday, which hit one on Friday. And rest on Saturday. Ask for forgiveness of sins. Then Sunday, come to church. And pastor will definitely raise the anointing. The anointing will cleanse me. Oh, cleanse me, oh Lord. I am fine. I have 2,700. When I came every Sunday, I give God 270 Ghana CDs. God understands that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When I get a job, I will leave. You are defiling the grace of God. 
Amen. Or he said, no, there's nothing wrong to drink. I drink, but I don't boost. Hallelujah. You will love the service today. We are finishing this one today. So you've been quaffing. You say you drink, you don't boost. But when you drink, your wife is in trouble. You will talk and talk and talk and talk. The children are in trouble. You drink and people ask you, are you not a Christian? You said, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm an occasional drinker, occasional smoker. There's nothing like occasional drinker on occasional. Stop, stop. It's not good, it's not good. Amen. You don't say that occasionally I slept at the train station. That is why mosquitoes chop me. When you sleep at where mosquitoes are, they will chop you. There's nothing, there's no occasion about it. Stop, stop. Amen. Whether you hate me or you don't hate me, I will say it today. If you like, next week don't come to church. We shall come to your house. We will bring the sermon to your house and preach to you there. I'm, not, I'm just carrying you. Causes of bitterness. Causes of bitterness. Let's read the issues of uh, Samuel, then we come here. First Samuel 18, 9, 19, 11. The NLT. Let's, 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 let's go straight. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. And Saul jealously eyed David from that day forward. Okay, then 19. Read the next scripture. The next scripture is 1911. 1911. Saul sent messengers that night to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, told him, if you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. Amen. Causes of what? Bitterness. Number one, what you put in the board is what? Jealousy. Saul, you are your king. Nobody has dethroned you as a king. David has only come in to save a situation. And the women has played principal David. Oh, how he has killed his 10,000. Saul has killed his 1,000. The Bible said that, and Saul I David. From that day, Saul began to jealous. Why? They are scribing unto David 10,000 and me 1,000. Did David kill 10,000 people? Was it not one Goliath? Was David made a king? Somebody just wear one dress to church one Sunday. That is the beginning of your jealousy. You just heard something good about somebody one day. That was your jealousy. Hallelujah. The Bible said that from that day, Saul began to eye David. Saul has become too jealous. It didn't end there. The jealousy has grown to the extent that the man was so bitter. But now, anytime you see David, he feels envy. There's an envy inside of him. Bitterness. So bitter because of somebody's achievement. So bitter because of somebody's progress. The guy is so offensive, jealous, and envy. That is the root of bitterness. Jealousy. Enviness. Offenses. Some of us, we can never forgive. We are so offended, so offended. Nobody cost us, nobody. You greeted pastor, pastor didn't respond. You are so offended. Somebody should give you a lift and the person did not see to give you a lift. You are so offended. 
You went into an illegal relationship and the relationship didn't work. You are so offended up to today, you can't forgive. Who told you that a man or a woman is bound to marry you by force? Hallelujah. Nobody is bound to marry you until they have married you. So you can go to any relationship with whatever. Give your heart, give your nose, give your intestine, give everything. If the person broke the relationship, they have their right to go. They didn't ask you to bring your heart. He said, I love you. It is your choice to say, I love you back. You carry your heart and gave it to him. And he broke it, or she broke it. When you finish, collect your pieces and go home. You don't become so offensive. God will punish him. It shall never get well with him. It shall never be better with him. Ever since you said that thing up to today, do you see that person getting better? Do you see them progressing? So offended. You are fired of your work. The person who hired you has the right to fire you. Whether you work well or you don't work well, they can fire you. Hallelujah. By the corporate law, if I hire you and I think that I don't, I want to downsize my, my, my staff, I can choose who to fire. I fire you and I compensate you, you go. You can get offended. And some of you, you are offended up to today. The consequence is, the person you are, you, you are offended of is not affected. You are affected. The grace of God on you is being defiled. Hallelujah. What is the consequence? Still, on Saul, the consequence. Let's read First Samuel, chapter 15, 28. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. The bitterness ended him to lose. The man was so bitter, offended of David, jealousy of David, envy of David, that he loses focus. The second scriptures, 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 11, the Bible said that Saul just have to send people to go spying on David. You have the whole country before you to govern. The whole of Israel, Saul, is on you to govern. Saul has stopped everything and all his focus is on David. Some of you, because of bitterness, your focus is shift from your own life. You get up in the morning, you have become busybody, like the Bible talk about the old women. You know, the Bible talk about old women. The Bible said that they should become examples in word, indeed, in dressing, in modesty, the younger ladies. That is why every old woman in the church, every old woman in the church, though all those of us who are 40 and above, stay in your house. Advise the younger ones, those who are below 40. Dress well for them to, to see and learn. Let them come to you and ask you, how do we marry? How do we go about it? How do I handle my husband? How do I handle my children? There's frustration. And teach them well. Don't be coming around, gossiping about them. And the younger girls, are, they don't have confidence in you. Become busybodies. Lost focus. And there's fire in, at your backyard. Your house is burning. You won't consider that. And you are there busy, busy. My friend, the grace of God, it is not anything common. No. You have no idea. Wait, those of us who have children, if your child is crying, look at how it feels. For Mary to watch his child tortured, nailed, bleeding. And this young girl was watching his, his son dying. And after they give you grace, that all our nonsense, God still cares for us. And instead of us making good use of that grace, we have become evils in the attire of grace. We are saying it is the grace of God. But you know that inside the grace of God, you are, have sharp teeth. 
vampires in the house of God, sucking the blood of the church members. And still, when we come, we show ourselves and we show angels' teeth. You see angels' teeth in the church, but outside the church, we are vampires, sucking the blood of innocent members and this thing, and thinking that we are doing well. You have lost focus. Grace is being defiled. Saul has lost focus. He wake up in the morning because he's offended. He's jealous and he's envy. He wake up in the morning. All the topic is David. 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 God got tired. The next thing is rebellion. He started rebelling. God said go left. He's going right. People who are full of bitterness. They don't obey God. They are rebels in the house of God. Listen, anybody who comes to, to gossip about the church is a rebel. Amen. Anybody, I'm telling you today, if anybody comes to, to gossip about the church or a church member, look at the person, tell the person, go behind me, you Satan. They are devils. Lucifer went to one third of the host of heaven. He didn't want to tell them that God is great. He went and told them, don't you think that if you make me God and I make all of you archangels, it will be better. Started gossiping about God. Started reacting against God. Rebelling about the others of God. Offenses. Bitterness. Will make you a rebel in the house of God. And you will cry and cry and cry and cry. You will never find grace. God does not take his grace away. The grace is still with you but it has been defiled. It is no more effective. It can no more function the work of faith. For you. Number three. Sudden demotion. Someone said that Saul, enough is enough. God can no longer contain you. He has taken the kingdom from you. Don't wait until God take your blessing away so that you spend the rest of your years calling him for. Because bitterness will cause you to lose your, your place. You'll be demoted suddenly. Listen, when things begin to suddenly turn wrong in your life, ask yourself, what is the problem? That is how I check the grace. Anytime, all of a sudden, I realize that things are getting negative. I find myself, what is happening to the grace of God on me? Something must be wrong. Because things come all of a sudden. I can't all of a sudden begin to go down. I can't be demoted all of a sudden. No! The Bible said that we grow from grace to grace, from glory to glory, from blessings to blessings, honor to honor. You must increase as a Christian. You must not depreciate. So the moment you see that your life is being retrogression backwards as a Christian, check what is the grace doing in your life. It has been defiled. That you are full of bitterness. Your heart is, is, is crowded. You are so bitter. So offended. Nobody can even tell you it's okay. You are so offended. So, so offended. And some of us, we can be so offended, so offended to the extent that we will not even eat. Your food can, your hand can be in a food and you are sitting down. Hey! And your hand is in the food. And then your, the food will be cold. Then you lift your hand, get hot water, wash it, close it, and go and sleep. Are so offended that you are hurting your own soul. May the Lord give us mercy this morning. May the Lord deliver us this morning. If there is any seed of bitterness, Hebrews said, Lest there be a seed of bitter in you. 
so that the grace of God will become less effective. May the Lord send you mercy that this morning, before we leave this place, may you be delivered. Dear ones, no matter what the person did to you, no matter what it is, let it out of you because you are endangering your own destiny. I'm bitter, I'm bitter, I'm so hurt, I'm so hurt, I'm so hurt. Are you hurt than God? Do you know what he said? He said, should we continue in sin so that grace must continue to abound? Look at God. Then he said that, absolutely no. But another verse he said that, where sin abounds, grace abounds. It means God does not want us to continue hurting him so that he continues giving us grace. But all the same, he tried that the more we are sinning, the more he has given us grace so that we change. As for we, they know. We are so hurt. We cannot forgive. We cannot change. We cannot pardon. Today, grace will reverse the equation. Grace will revisit your heart. Grace will retouch your heart. Grace will readdress your life. Because you need grace to progress in this life. You must go forward. Hallelujah. The second defilement of grace that we are talking of today is debauchery. I told you, as for troublemaking, if you start today, some of you will go home. The second defilement is defilement by what? Debauchery, spending your life in sexual, excessive sexual relationship or sexual relationship. And I'm going to hit a lot here. A lot. Not the, 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 the conventional way that you always know that whenever we talk about, I mean, sexual relationship, this is where we are going. I'm going to show you certain things. How sexual relationship can temper with your life. So that after today, when you are zipping your trouser or removing your skirt, you think twice. Amen. Some of us, the problem of our life is not because of the grace. We have defiled it by sexual relationship. We have slept with a wrong sperm. You have drank wrong water. I'm not going to brothelize it. So don't look at me and say, the pastor, you have to be sound. I'm not going to be sound. You have taken wrong sperms into your system. And some of you too. You have taken wrong whatever, whatever from a woman's body. Sucking an innocent baby's breast that the mother was reserved, and that baby is crying in the stomach. Some of you close your ears, amen. 